0: Thanks for tuning in to the Boiler Express podcast. Join us each week as we dive into all things Purdue sports. You'll hear in-depth analysis of our previous and upcoming games, as well as interviews with players and people involved in the Purdue sports fandom. Be sure to check us out on Twitter and YouTube for our live stream shows as well. what's going on everybody uh welcome to a uh, special edition of uh, the boiler express podcast it's not even really a boiler express podcast episode because as you can see uh we don't have everybody on here tonight it's just uh russ and i so russ how's it going good
1: man how you doing sir
0: i'm doing okay the the holidays are over i guess the the main one christmas is over so it's good to good to be home good to get back into the normal swing of things um But uh, but yeah, so um, so like I said, though, uh, just uh, just the two of us tonight um, calling this uh, just going to call this train station chatter. I don't know if that that's a name that's going to stick, but thought it was a cool just for like quick, short little videos like we do. Um, You know, we did one with Markel a couple weeks ago, um, this one. So uh, we're going to kind of run with that name. Um so everybody that's uh, listening right now right now I uh, appreciate you tuning in uh for this uh this is kind of this is kind of a, a pilot uh thing here so if it's a little clunky um just just hang with us and we'll, we're going to do our best so uh um yeah but um as always um you know we've we've got a lot to talk about um there is still a, a lot of football news and it's not totally regarding the uh the bowl game preview which is um Really new for Purdue football. I feel like there's just so much chatter going on with a new coach, with, um, with, you know, everything going on with people leaving, going, coming, uh, just a lot going on. Um, we'll talk about that. Um, uh, we'll talk about basketball. Uh, we'll talk about this podcast challenge that I, for some reason, came up with. Um, And, uh, by the way, those results are in and, uh, looks like you guys hate us and you're going to be making us, uh, all drink hot sauce every 15 minutes, um, uh, for the next, on the, on that January 10th episode with Trevor Peters. So that looks like that's going to be going down. Um, but just to pull things back, um, you know, uh, in regards to football, lots of, lots of news kind of coming out this week. There's been a lot of. People feeling scared. Uh, I don't know if scared is the right word, but just hesitant or just, you know, nervous. There's we're not getting a lot of traction uh, yet with the, the the transfer portal with recruits coming in and everything. We did get some flips or a flip, uh, which is great. Um, but, you know, how are you feeling um, with football in regards to recruiting the, the new coaching staff and everything? Russ, how are you doing with that?
1: Yeah, I'm uh, I'm doing great. Uh, it's you know, we yeah. talked about our favorite moments of the year. And a couple of us mentioned that weekend with the basketball Portland weekend, as well as us headed to the championship game in Indy weekend. And that being like the biggest weekend in Purdue sports in the last, you know, 20 years. But this might, this might've also been the biggest two month period in Purdue sports. You know, if you right. unplugged from Purdue sports, like just before the basketball season started, when we were on that skid, we lost to Wisconsin, everything was looking bleak. And then you plug back in today, your mind would be blown. <laughs>
0: yeah, you so, wouldn't believe um,
1: it. Yeah, you've definitely felt the roller coaster of every emotion that a Purdue fan has felt in their lifetime in the last two months. So um, it's, but it's been fun. It's been fun feeling all those emotions and the highs and the lows and the everybody's jumping ship and then all of a sudden now we got the best quarterback we've ever had and you know all that all that craziness. So, yeah. So that kind
0: of that, that that's a great segue and you know um, Purdue this week. Uh, Brady Allen, put his name in the transfer portal. Brady Allen was a big um, four-star prospect coming out of high school, out of Gibson Southern. Um, great arm. Uh, I watched him play in the the state title game his senior year. Um, was really excited about him coming to Purdue um, and everything. And then to, to see him, um, you know, just a, a few weeks ago, was talking about on Twitter, you know, he was super excited to, to work with Coach Walters and, and, and start this new regime um, to now – you know, leaving, Um, you know, there's a lot of speculation out there. And that's exactly what it is, is speculation. Nobody knows exactly what's going on behind closed doors. Um, Some people saying that, you know, he reached out to coach Walters and didn't really get a a lot of uh, interaction back. Um, uh, And, um, you know, other people saying that, you know, uh, uh, and just reading stuff from coach Walters, you know, you kind of had this feeling that he maybe necessarily didn't feel like the the starting quarterback was at for next year was at Purdue yet, um, and so uh, you know uh, he was very open about looking for that. Um, not necessarily saying that they were looking for a dynamic quarterback or dual threat quarterback in the portal, but just saying that you know that's something he really likes. He wants a quarterback that can run. He wants a quarterback that can that can throw it um, to really keep defenses on their toes. And I think he's a guy that knows what uh, how to keep a defense on their toes better than probably anybody uh, out there in the country right now. Um, And so we also got the news the same day that Brady Allen um, entered his name into the portal, that Hudson Card of Texas um, committed to Purdue. Hudson, um, you know, uh, big name coming out of high school, um, you know, has some great highlights at Texas and is now a Purdue Boilermaker. So, um, you know, what are your thoughts on that, Russ?
1: Yeah, so um, he's a size quarterback. And dual threat, like you said, he's uh, listed as 6'2", 201 pounds. He was a four-star prospect coming out of high school, the number two dual threat QB in the country, and number 59 overall prospect. Um, Had 21 Power 5 offers. Had a few others that weren't even Power 5, but 21 Power 5 offers, including Alabama, Michigan, Oregon, Ohio State, Um, committed to Texas, of course. Um, appeared in only six games but really only played like four full games mm-hmm. um, had went for went 75 for 108 for a 69.4 percent completion rate uh, 928 yards and a six to one touchdown to interception mark um, he's the essentially he's the third highest recruit in 24/7 history as far as long as long as they've been grading prospects he's the third mm-hmm. highest recruit to ever play for us higher than Carl loftus, um orton was the highest quarterback previously than that he's higher than higher rated than orton was Mm -hmm. um so i mean it's a huge huge get because he also has three years of eligibility remaining yeah that's a
0: no yeah that's a that's a huge part of that too and i think that's something that you know unfortunately there's been a lot of um and maybe not even a lot just what you kind of see primarily out there from some of the purdue fan base because they're pretty loud about it um you know people kind of given Brady a hard time for, for transferring out. And I think, uh, you know, there's people that are, you know, there's the camps that are saying, you know, if you don't want to be at Purdue, we don't want you here. There's the camps that are saying, you know, you need to stick it out and, you know, grind through a tough situation and, and, you know, kind of uh, work through that and get some grit, build some character. And there's other folks that are saying, you know, do what's best for you and and your family and your future goals. And um, I can see, where a couple of those parties are coming from you know the the stick it out you know tough it out this will only help you out in the long run i I can see a little bit from that camp and i can see the you know go where greener pastures are and what can you know what's gonna put you in the best situation i can see both of those um the whole people kind of dogging them for leaving um and and saying that we don't want you here if if you don't want to be here i don't really get that um i think especially nowadays the college football landscape is totally different than it was I mean, even just a couple years ago. And so I just think that that's not something that can really be said uh, because now college, now more than ever, college football is a business. And, um, you know, Brady, especially knowing that Hudson has three years of eligibility, that clearly Walters is very high on Hudson card uh, coming in here. Um, you know, it makes sense for him to – uh, you know leave to go somewhere else He's got to get those reps and he's got to start Building his uh, tape for uh, You know his collegiate years um, To hopefully if that's his dream to go to the NFL one day so um, You know how are you feeling about Brady um, uh, Putting his name out there in the portal
1: Yeah so uh, Breeze was even asked some some Portal questions when he was getting interviewed um, There in the Boilmaker Complex um, about his prep For LSU and among other things And he did bring up that he appreciates the um, the grit and the determination that he had to build from being basically stuck at Purdue as a second string quarterback his freshman year and having to win the job his sophomore year because there was no transfer out like even when Chuck was on the the podcast uh, he talked about how you know kids aren't gonna grit it out anymore now you know he right. had to change positions because once you committed to a school you were at that school for four years. So, yeah, it's not going to build the character that it may be used to, but it also does, like you says, said, it, it's, it's more of a business now. You know, you've got NIL, yeah. and people are going to make good business decisions, and they're going to make bad business decisions. The yeah. quarterback decisions is most interesting to me because there's only one quarterback on the field at any given time, but not just that. Normally, a team rolls with one guy as their starter throughout the season. So... Mm-hmm. You know, running back, you're going to rotate guys in. Wide receiver, you're going to rotate guys in. Defensive line, offensive line, you're going to get your shot at pretty much every position. But at quarterback, you're you're not going to see a team playing three or four quarterbacks in a single game hardly ever.
0: Right. You know,
1: so, so the idea that you're going to go run to another team and be their guy when there's probably already four or five, six guys on their roster, I, I don't know that that's going to work out for you. Best of luck to you. Right. But if you decided that Purdue was the best opportunity – um and the best program to be a part of i don't know you know it's it, painters talked about that with basketball too if, if that's your first choice how's mm-hmm. your second third fourth choice is going to work out
0: you know how yeah. are you going to feel
1: going in there with a year or two behind everybody else in that qb room so but i mean best of luck to him yeah definitely. yeah
0: yeah absolutely uh we definitely want brady to land where he he wants to be at where you know hopefully um it, it looks like he's definitely wanting to um, you know, get into that starting role as soon as possible. So if he can sign find somewhere that that is, is is ready for him to take on that role, um, that's great. Um, and and we hope the best for him. Um, even you know, I, I, I haven't heard anything about where he could potentially be getting recruited to or from, or if he's even gotten any any noise yet. I'm sure he has just with his high school um you know his his four-star rating coming out of high school and everything but i wouldn't be surprised if he you know went to somewhere like iu because they definitely need a a a starting quarterback um and that would kind of be something that i could see that you know energizes their uh fan base and everything just bringing in a a four-star guy um but you know have no clue but yeah like we said you know best of luck to to brady we we hope the best for you and and everybody that's entered the the portal honestly Uh, jack sullivan branson dean lawrence johnson all those guys um it, it sucks that that they're putting their name out there, but you know, uh, at the end of the day, like we just talked about, it's a business, and, and they got to do what's best for them. And so, you know, they've gotten their degrees at Purdue, um, they're and they want to spend that COVID year somewhere else. So, best of luck to to those guys as well and everybody else that's putting their name in the portal from Purdue. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, um, you know, kind of uh, pulling away from that a little bit, uh, I guess. Um, not, all, and it feels like it happened so long ago. Um, but Purdue had a basketball game last week and Purdue is now entering their third week of being ranked number one in the country um, This a new territory for Purdue fans. I mean, week two was brand new territory to, to us as well. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I saw somebody I think it was um, I can't think of who it was on Twitter, but saying how it's funny that, uh, you know, when we got ranked number one again, huge deal. Obviously, it's a super exciting second week big deal. We, you know, we're, we held on to it for a week and now this third week people are like, Oh yeah, we're ranked number one still. Cool. Um, it's kind of funny. Um, but, uh, but yeah, that's pretty exciting. And, and so last week they had a game against new Orleans, um, that yeah. I had, where did it go here? I had these stats from that game and you know, it was, I was, I was definitely scared uh, at the beginning of the game, that first half, the first 10 minutes or so, uh, it was pretty tooth and nail, uh, it just to me looked like they weren't all in, and that could be for a myriad of reasons. It could be because they're playing New Orleans. It could be because it's Finals week. It could be that number one ranking looming over their head and, and weighing on them more mentally than um, than they maybe want to say. Um, but you know, those first ten minutes, just focusing on that, how are you feeling uh, watching that game when it was so close and New Orleans, yeah. even got ahead for a little bit.
1: Yeah, so we were doing a lot of Christmas prep. And um, it was New Orleans. So I wasn't um, paying incredibly close attention. So I yeah. didn't even get the news before tip that Edie wasn't in there until I saw very early on that he wasn't on the court and was like, oh, okay. So we're going through a little growing pains. Uh, so then I started to tune in a little bit. And yeah, I don't know if I would say that that they didn't seem into it as much as they felt lost. Like you could see yeah. that the team is built around Edie. Yeah, um, absolutely. you know, kind of like the way it was built around, Haas you know back in that tournament run And then when Haas went out you know We kind of had to find our way without him So you know I I I wouldn't say I was I was worried or nervous Just because it did feel like one of those Games where they're gonna you know this team's gonna stay Close they're gonna be hyped to play the number one team Hyped to play in Mackie but then I felt like we would steady the ship I didn't Realize we were gonna go on an 18 to 0 run Yeah um, that kind of surprised Me but that was very very awesome To see um, And yeah we obviously saw you know, some different guys have to play different roles. Um, you know, seeing first and Gillis play together extended minutes was new. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the big breakout was obviously Trey and ren So that was awesome to see. Um, I took a little victory lap in our group because I remember when we talked about before the season, different guys we were going to keep our eyes on. And we were, of course, talking about Braden Smith because of the painter predictions. And, you know, I reminded a couple of the guys, a couple of y'all, that, uh, you know, TKR was invited to that Team USA camp that Jay Nivey and Caleb first played on. Yeah. You know, the TKR was a higher rated recruit and seemed like a higher rated prospect than Caleb First in many, many um, sites yeah. and many rankings. So um, I didn't didn't expect it to come at this point because, you know, he had what he only played nine minutes and didn't score at all against Davidson. Mm-hmm. So maybe that was a little bit of a surprise. But, um, yeah, it was good to see some of the potential that he has
0: for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, It was 24 points on 8 of 10 uh, shooting, and then I think he was 8 of 10 as well from the free throw line too. So it's always good when you have a bigger guy out there that can not only, um, you know, hang it, uh, you know, keep up with everybody in the post um, and and put points up there, but also, uh, you know, knock them down from the free throw line. That's something that's been produced bread and butter this year is, um, you know, our post play and then getting to that free throw line. And yeah looking at the stats here, you know, we shot 55.6% that game. So almost 56%, um, even though it maybe didn't necessarily feel like it. I think it did in the second half because TKR just kind of went off and and he was pretty dominant in the post, but, you know, still went five of 19 from three, still struggling from that front to to knock down those three pointers. Um, But that, I think this game was a really good game. Yes, it was new Orleans. We, We can always preface it with that, but this team, Started the game off those first 10 minutes. It was clunky. It was like, okay, this, this giant, you know, that's, that's usually down there in the post isn't there anymore. And we have to figure out what to do without him. Um, and, you know, it definitely looks like painter and on the rest of the staff made those adjustments and mm-hmm. uh, helped the team flourish and, and really, um, you know, shine, uh, not only offensively, but defensively, they, you know, they went on a 24 to two run, I think to end the second to end that first half, um, which was great. Uh, mm-hmm. Because their point guard, I can't remember what his name was, something Johnson. I think he was, you know, he was uh, starting to heat up a little bit. So it was great to see uh, Braden Smith and everybody else that was guarding him. I think Morton as well, um, kind of hold him steady for the rest of that first half. Yeah. Um, and you know, they had a couple of really great plays. That play where everybody was diving for the loose ball um, and ended up rolling out of bounds. That was a great one. And you know, you see the the dynamic of this team. They're really they love defense, man. Especially guys like Braden Smith. I think he even quoted the the video of that on Twitter and was like, you know, I love a an all out defensive play like that. Uh, you know, he, it gets him really fired up, and seems like it does everybody as well. And that's again what Purdue's kind of known for is that defense lives here mentality. And it's been great to see this team not only succeed offensively, um, but you know, bring back that mentality as well, where guys are diving on the floor for loose balls, guys are playing really hard on defense. Um, and as well as they only had eight turnovers that whole game, and that's kind of that magic number that Coach Painter likes to stick to as well. Um, and I think um, I think in the last five games they've played, they're at like nine point two turnovers a game, which is pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, lots of uh, promising things um, for me. I I'm a positive fan, but I get scared easily, and so for me, it was <laughs> great to see that. And I'll, I'll be the first one to admit that I get scared easily. I get. You know, that feeling t- sick to my stomach because I'm not going to lie when the these last couple games and then the first 10 minutes of this game. Felt to me how last year's team shifted after that Michigan game where they got blown out by 30 and then it just kind of never seemed like it was back to what it was before that game, at least in my eyes. Um, and that was my worry. I was like, oh, no, here's the turning point. I can feel the tide turning. I can see. Um, you know, I, in my mind, I'm like, oh, I can see similarities out there, so that must mean this is happening. Um, so for me, it was great to to see us pull away with that win and and have a strong, uh, you know, solid um, solid game against New Orleans. And uh, so our next game is against uh, Florida A and M. So that should be a game where hopefully we don't have to pay much attention to as well. You know, if you're uh, if you're busy getting ready for the holidays or for maybe you've got a big New Year's Eve party coming up um you know how uh do you have any thoughts about the the Florida A&M game
1: yeah so um one last little note too um that I thought about uh during the New Orleans game and I think I posted in our our thread because I looked up and I think Frank was talking about the differences in style offensively once you get up to like a 20 point lead and how teams yeah. seem to just coast at that point and we have eight games this year that we've won by 12 or more points. And five of those eight, the second half scoring was within five points.
0: Wow.
1: So just it it felt like another one of those games where we just we pushed the lead out in the first half and then just coasted in the second half, where guys maybe took shots they maybe shouldn't have. We weren't as disciplined. You know, yeah. maybe Edie got some more rest. Um, so yeah, that was just an interesting thing that I looked up because it, it I felt like it was on repeat a little bit this year that we keep getting these big leads in the first half. And you go, man, we're up 20. We should win this game by 40. And we win it by 20. And you're like, well, right. wait a second. So um, yeah. but yeah, Florida A&M, the uh, Rattlers, one of the cooler nicknames we get to play against. Mm-hmm. Um, the Rattlers, they have just played a couple other Power 5 schools, Louisville and Kentucky. Um, so it's like they're taking a little Midwest tour right now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> they did um, They did play both of them pretty, pretty close uh, for the most part. They were down only seven to Kentucky with five minutes and 28 seconds left. Now Kentucky actually pulled away and won by twenty. So it you know looked like a blowout, looked like they won going away. But that game was close for thirty five minutes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then of course we know the season Louisville's having, um, but they played Louisville within six points. It was only I think it was sixty one to fifty five was the final uh, yeah. against Louisville. So um, the most notable thing, of course, you know, and this depends on whether we have Edie or not, um, but they don't really play anybody over 6'9". So oh, yeah. they have. Two 6'11 guys on the roster, but one of them hasn't logged a minute this season, and the other one is averaging about three minutes a game. So maybe this is one of those cases where we've seen many teams against us. They just put their biggest guy on the floor and use up his five fouls to beat up on Edie, basically. So maybe that's who we'll see. Um, yeah. it's, his name's Wiley Howard is their 6'11 guy. Wiley. Uh, Love that name. <laughs> yeah, Wiley. Um, and then their biggest guy they actually start and plays minutes um, is Chase Bars. Um, he's 6'9". And Uh, They also have a forward who's their leading scorer at 6'7". Those are the two guys that they play the most in the post. Um, But they just aren't a high-scoring team. They average, I think, just over 50 points a game. Um, So Jalen Bates is their leading scorer at 10.9. Jordan Tillman averages 10. That's the only two they have averaging double figures. Mm -hmm. Um, And they're 327th or worst in every major statistic other than blocks. At blocks, they average 3.2 a game, which is – 182nd so that's even just middle of the road so yeah um it doesn't like you said it doesn't seem like a big worry team um i do think this maybe could be that three-point breakout game for us you know they don't seem like a team that plays super intense defense on the perimeter and if they're focusing way too much on ed down low this could be the game where you know we we finally hit 10 12 14 three-pointers in a game
0: yeah that'd be awesome i would love to get out of that slump um especially with us getting closer to big 10 play uh, starting on January 2nd against Rutgers, Um, Mm -hmm. you know, would love to see not perfect, not a perfect, you know, three point shooting team, but a solid one, you know, one that we can, we know that we can rely on it, that, you know, we know it can, it can be there if if it needs to be called upon. Um, So yeah, that, that would be great to, to kind of break out and have that come back a little bit and just looking at their schedule, my God, they, 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 they put themselves through the ringer here. They've played Oregon, Oregon State, Miami, uh, Florida, Georgia, Louisville, and Kentucky. I mean, that's that's insane. That's, uh, you know, one, two, uh, will be the third-ranked team that they've played. But, you know, Georgia uh, is an okay team. Florida is a pretty good team. So, you know hats off to florida A&M for just putting themselves through the ring i'm sure they're getting paid hands- handsomely for those games as well but you know that's got to be uh, yeah. that's a lot to to put yourselves through so um you know exciting okay sometimes, Oops, I was sorry, saying, sometimes
1: that can also be used as a recruiting tactic like you know hey we we you know we aren't miami we aren't florida state we aren't florida you know but if you you know don't get recruited by those guys and you still want to play the big guys you know come play at florida AM and we'll take you to oregon we'll take you to louisville to kentucky yep. you'll play at rep you'll play at Mackey, and and that's kind of how they can recruit
0: <laughs> yeah no i uh, i just uh speaking of that i just watched i don't have you ever watched last chance university on netflix uh
1: yes i watched some of the football episodes not not basketball though but yeah, yeah
0: so yeah. i've watched the basketball i just finished the second basketball season um it's about east east la community college so east los angeles and uh, it's pretty good and you know it's a, it's kind of what that is you know they obviously they're not, they're not going to D one schools or even D two or three, but they're, you know, the whole premise of that, you know, uh, that program is to find guys that need that extra boost, that extra assistance to get their name out there and, you know, um, end up on a, at a D one school to, if not make it to the pros to at least, you know, get their school paid for and graduate. So uh, pretty good show, but Mm -hmm. um, awesome. Well, yeah, that's basketball. Um, You know, uh, just a fun time right now to be a Boilermaker, honestly, football, basketball, um, volleyball had a great season. Um, you know, every, uh, it's kind of fun all over the place. So, um, and then, you know, just last year, uh, obviously there's a bowl game next week. Uh, we play LSU feels like, um, it's been for, I mean, it has been forever since we've played in a football game. Uh, it's been the first week of December, but, um, it's, it's just wild that we're still talking about football. Um, out here, so uh, right now, so um, you know, what are your thoughts going into into this game against LSU? I know we're, we have a pretty different looking roster. Uh, we're uh, you know, so we do have a lot of guys that are that are leaving, but they're going to play in the bowl game, you know, like Jack Sullivan, Lawrence Johnson, Branson Dean. Um, but we, we don't have there's no Corey Trice, there's no AOC, no Payne Durham, no Charlie Jones, no Jalen Graham, so yeah. uh. We do have the mock train, though. That's right. And he's only yeah. 80 yards away from 1,000. So that's Let's pretty go. exciting. You know, yeah. I, if if anything, if this game is a total uh, – and I don't want to say crapshoot because I, I don't believe that. I, I believe that we've got guys on this team that are very very gritty and, you know, can shock some people. Um, but if this game is anything, hopefully, you know, we can just keep cheer pushing, you know, cheering the, the mock train. Uh, uh, Devin McAvey to to get those 80 yards to join that club um you know super exciting we we got to talk to his dad um i think that was last week and you know that was a great conversation um just to hear more about you know we already loved devin and his mm-hmm. family but just to get to hear more um, about that backstory and everything was great so yeah definitely going to be cheering for devin i'm um, mm-hmm. definitely going to be excited to see what uh burton and alamo i'm um, assuming he's going to get some touches there as well i uh, can do um you know and i'm sure honestly you know, who knows with the coaching? I know there's that, that's pretty divisive as well. Some people kind of wish that the the people that are coaching this game were just gone, um, you know, already at Louisville. Um, and then there's people that, you know, would say, well, who's going to coach? And, uh, you know, we'd say that we just we'll, we'll figure it out. So it's going to be interesting to see how the game is coached to see if they're just willing to throw the kitchen sink at it because we're in that position where, you know, that's kind of where we're at with just our roster and our roster and everything and, or if we just like, we just play to get it over with. Um, so uh, I'm excited for the game. Uh, I know Frank, uh, our stat tank, he's going to be there uh, in person. Um, and uh, yeah, so do you have, do you have a final score prediction? Do you want to give a final score prediction for this game or do you? Um,
1: at- yeah. So, I mean, I don't know that I'm not going to give a score prediction. No, Okay. <laughs> I don't think this is a score prediction game um, with as much, uh, variables and many variables are going into it yeah um you know i think it was um K- Kieran, um was it Kyrian? i know i was listening to one of the interviews that was pre-lsu that he was talking about it being basically the you know the stamp on this, the career you know this final game as a senior and there's a lot of guys that this is gonna be their final college game for us yeah. so you know i think they are gonna be invested i think they are gonna be leaving it all in the field <clears throat> um you know i don't really have any expectations um no you know, we could get blown out. It could be a close game. We could pull it off. Um, yeah, they're you know, also course, down a
0: lot of players, too. They're also, they also have a lot of players that are in the portal or not playing or opting out, so.
1: Yeah, I think the most crucial thing, obviously, is that AOC isn't playing. Uh, yeah. But Austin Burton also has a full month now knowing that he's the guy going to get the majority of the snaps, yeah. if not all the snaps. So that might change things a little bit for him and, and allow him to be more comfortable back there and, you know, make some plays. But... Um, I definitely want to see Mock Train get the 80 yards. Um, Absolutely. Definitely want to see our guys compete. And I'm just going to be looking forward to seeing some some new faces out there. Yeah. You know, it's, it's going to be spring game-esque where, you know, some guys are put on a, you know, tape for entering the portal. Some guys are put on the tape for Coach Walters and that staff to try to get, you know, yeah. a position next year and some playing time in the, in rotation next year. Um, but, yeah, I'm, I'm not going to have really any, ex- any expectations. Um, I'm just proud of this team. It's our 14th game. You know, we're playing 14 football games. We were spoiled as a fan base this year. Yeah. For sure. So, um, yeah, I mean, I you know, it could be, you know, it could be 52 to 14. It could be 38, 35. I think the most yeah. interesting storyline that could come out of it, though, is if we're competitive and if we even pull off the the upset, um, how yeah. many people are going to be beating down Drew Brees' door to, to make him a coach next year? Oh, uh, right. He made it very clear that he didn't want to coach yet, that he wants to see his kids grow up, and then maybe down the road he could – you know, get into coaching. But if, if we're competitive and if we even pull it off, I think Drew Brees is going to get a lot, a lot of limelight. He's going to get a lot of attention and a lot of rumors are probably going to start swirling for sure. So, yeah,
0: I, uh, you know, I, I, I love that he is a family man first and foremost and wants to be there for his kids. But man, if he just not even a coach, if you just want to be somebody in the recruiting department, man, Just
1: come in and give the pregame speeches.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that too. I mean, you talk about being a high school kid or a guy in the portal and you see Drew Brees walking in your living room. Like, come on. Like, that that said – I mean, and there's lots of guys that we could say that for. There's, you know, there's so many great uh, Purdue uh, players of past and, and, uh, you know, that it would just be awesome to – Uh, have them be able to to do stuff like that. But, you know, with Drew and his hand in recruiting right now, you know, I would love to know how much he's played in getting a guy like Hudson Card to to come to Purdue. Um, uh, uh, You know, I think that'll be interesting if that ever comes out. Um, But, yeah, um, you know, as far as the game goes – uh, I'm kind of like you. Don't really have any expectations. I think the one thing I am looking forward to is just to see Devin hopefully break that 80 yard mark and and break to to be a thousand yard rusher um, his freshman year. Um, uh, you know, I'm looking forward to seeing how. I mean, honestly, if you think about it from LSU side, they have no idea how to prepare for this game because they're Durham's out aoc is out jones is out you know the three main pieces of this offense excluding you know devin muckabee are not in this game so what what is the game plan um so i think that's something that purdue has a little a slight advantage on um excited to see some new faces out there uh you know guys that are going to be on the offensive line with spencer holstage now at uh, ucla um and and guess hartwig out with uh i think it two broken hands. That's that's crazy. By the way, he played the whole year, most of the year with two broken hands. Yeah. I mean, what a guy. Um, So yeah, there, there's a lot to be excited about. There's a lot to look forward to. There's a lot that could come out of this game. If that upset does happen. Um, Yeah. And the, yeah. The so. One thing
1: I would say as far as how they might play it, I really expect them to just sell out against the run and make Austin beat us with his arm. You know, that's without having AOC or, or, yeah. you know, big prolific passer. You know, I expect them on, on defense to just come after us to put eight, nine guys in the box, knowing that we're trying to get Mockaby to that 1,000-yard mark and that Austin hasn't put a lot on tape recently as far as his arm goes. Yeah. Um, And then I think offensively, I think they're just going to try to take shots on us. Uh Cam yeah. Allen was even saying that, that that's what they're preparing for. They're preparing for them to try to go after the big plays. And so, you know, that secondary especially is going to have a chance to, to make some big plays, to stop some big plays, so. Yeah, um, I think that's that's kind of what I'd expect out of the gate.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think that's a good point. And who knows? Maybe somebody like Alamo or Lamo, however you say that name, is going to come in there and, and shock the world. Uh, maybe he'll put he'll put uh him, himself on on display there for for Coach Walters and um, you know for whoever else um, is out there. So yeah, lots of unknowns, um, lots to look forward to. So uh, basketball game this week. We've got a bowl game uh next week so yeah Rutgers lots of fun the stuff same day as the
1: bowl game so if you yeah. have pto take the second off B- purdue fans <laughs> yeah no kidding enjoy, enjoy a day of sports
0: yeah absolutely awesome well um russ thanks for for hopping on here uh and, and doing a quick little uh train station chatter i don't know if that's going to catch on or not um you know it's a lot of fun um and and if you're still tuning in we appreciate you tuning in and, and checking it out and hopefully you know it wasn't too clunky and, and you rode with us through the whole you know 33 minutes so appreciate you guys as always boiler up hammer down yes, and um, boiler up. yeah, awesome